Blog Talk Radio. Our country is in chaos because we have leaders who are in chaos with themselves. We are in need of a people who are choosing to follow God instead of following man. You, you never see change happen until you begin to make change happen. And unfortunately, that hasn't been done in the church or in the country. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo T. Neal. Hello and welcome to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. As always, our goal is to promote a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and we want to empower you, the listener, to knowing, being, and doing, and impacting the world around you. And as always, we invite you to join us on this eliminating journey. Uh, call us, 917-388-4293. Uh, join us in the live chat room. And, uh, you know, I'm going to jump into what we've been doing, I have a discussion going on right now on Facebook, and uh, I, I might talk about that a little bit, you know, go into that for a little bit, but uh, um, hey, we got a lot going on. But we want to hear your insight today, because we got a good show planned for you um, about love, relationships, <laughs> anything dealing with that, we're going to be talking about it today. I have a very, very special guest who will be joining me later on in the broadcast, and we want to make sure that... Uh, you're ready for that. Uh, always, again, call in uh, call in number if you want to join in the show is 917-388-4, excuse me, 388-4293. Hit us up on the email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, anything else you can think of, we're there. <laughs> As always, we want to say thank you. We appreciate all you do, uh, your listeners. Uh, we really do appreciate you. And uh, for all that, uh, you guys giving us a lot of insight and observations and comments that are productive and not the meaning of disengaging. So I want to thank you here. But uh, I'm kind of crazy because I had a whole lot of technical craziness going on right before I got on the show here. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But before we go any further, let's go ahead and start off with prayer and then we'll do some news and um Get started with the rest of the broadcast Father we want to say thank you for today This is truly a day that you have made We're glad about it Forgive us God Forgive us for our sins Bless us oh God as we seek to do Your will in this broadcast Bless all the listeners and those who will come in We thank you and praise you For these and other blessings in your son Jesus name Amen Alright there's a lot to talk about I, I want to jump right in real quick Uh about these earthquakes, uh, not earthquakes, I'm sorry, tornadoes um, in um, Joplin, Missouri. Guys, this is crazy, you know. Here we are five months, almost six months into the year, and think about the hundreds of people who have died uh, in these past uh, months uh, because of tornadoes. And, and, you know, it's a scary thing, but... uh, Again, you know, uh, you 
pray for the pray for these communities, all these communities that have uh that are devastated because of uh tornado activity and um it's horrible, it's horrible. Um I started to start off the show with a little jest about this weekend and I guess I can't go ahead and have a little fun. Uh but I just want those who you're listening, please pray and give. Don't just don't just stop with prayers. Prayers are great. Uh but give. Give to your Red Cross. Give to uh give to the Salvation Army. Give to um all any and other any other uh organization that is uh going out there and helping to meet those needs. And if you know someone uh or you're able to go out and help. Go out and help. Donate your time. Donate donate your energy to do for to do so. Uh, uh so you know, you could be a blessing. And and they can you know, they can get back on their feet. But on a lighter note, it is according to my calendar, May twenty third. <laughs> and I'm sure it's everybody's calendar, May twenty third. So I guess the rapture didn't happen or I was just too much of a sinner that God just said to hell with him. <laughs> I guess God just said to hell with all of us. <laughs> uh, uh, y'all forgive me. I, I, well, you know, I, I I had fun all weekend. You know, I, I did. I had fun. I'm not going to lie to you. I had fun. And when I say fun, I'm not talking about just going out and partying. I'm talking about having fun at the expense of others. And I, and I y'all don't have to say it. I, I don't care about offending people. I had fun at the expense of these people who chose to believe man over scripture. And you know, he, I, I make no apologies about that. Uh, if you're offended by it, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, but be honest with you, um, it's like a kid. Who goes to the the uh, stove? Mama tells them, "Don't put your hand in the fire," and they put the hand in the fire, and it gets burned. Blah blah blah. Maybe that's a bad analogy. But all I'm saying is, you know, this this is this is a clear demonstration of the importance of being biblically literate and not depending on anyone. Study to show yourself approved. A worker who needs not be ashamed, ready to rightly divide the word of God. And I make no, you know, whims about it. I say, you know, uh, those of us who are those of us who are Christian believers, we need to know that God is in control. And, and if Jesus, you know, you know, most of y'all folk probably at one time in your lives had um, a King James version of the Bible and you had the New Testament and you had the gospels and in the gospels you had the words that Jesus allegedly spoke in red. And when I went through my old King James Bible and I looked through the scriptures where Jesus said no man knows the hour and I saw that that it was in red. And those of us who are believers we understand uh, or, or we subscribe to the idea that if Jesus said it, then it is inerrant. Mind you, I'm not saying that the scripture is inerrant. I'm just saying that we subscribe to the fact that if we believe that the words in red are spoken, then they are inerrant. So 
Therefore, what do we say to this? We say nothing. We say trust God, lean not into your own understanding. Because I'm, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, there is no way that you could tell me that you figured out math. You, you figured it out from, from doing math, you know, uh, for two reasons. One, one reason is that um, uh, mathematics don't apply to the scripture. When I say mathematics, I'm speaking particularly of numerology, which is in this case, uh, believing that certain numbers have certain meanings. And uh, what Brother Camping did, uh, Harold Camping, is basically he, uh, you know, went to the extreme with this new biblical numerology. And there are certain numbers that mean certain things. And, you know, we just can't get around that. You know, 40, we understand there's a there's a, 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 an association with the number 3, with the number 7, with the number 10, with the number 12, and with the number 40 when it comes to the Bible. You know, there's the 3 and the person of the Trinity, um, six, you know, 7 when, and, and relating to uh, the days of creation and the day of Sabbath where God rested. Um, 12 for the 12 tribes of Israel, 12 Jesuses, 12 disciples, 40 in the days that, uh, uh, what, 40 years that Moses was in, um, uh, the children, they wandered in the, around the, the wilderness 40 years, Jesus fasted 40 days, and, you know, and, and with 10, you got the 10 commandments, you know, things of that nature, so that, there is some, some value to that, and we do not want to Negate that at all, you know. And but when you start getting to things beyond that, um, you know, you are most certain to create uh, a problem, both theologically, spiritually, and all of that. But for those people who were uh, indignant about these this event, uh, and sincere as they may have been, and I'm I'm not questioning the sincerity. I'm not questioning, you know, all that because uh, we all subscribe to. Sincerely subscribe to some crazy stuff, um, whether we care to admit it or not. We we subscribe to that, and and in the case of a lot of us, you know, we become zealous in advancing that, even if we come to discover it is wrong. Uh, it, 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 in, in social psychology, it's called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. In other words, basically, what you know to be uh, what you eventually find to be wrong and you cannot correct it anymore, you go through this cognitive dis- uh, dissonance. Uh, you know, try to trying to uh, trying to fix in your mind and your soul, trying to uh, trying to make it work, trying to uh, figure it out and make it add up, make it come together when it, in reality it does not. So. That's my take on that, and, and and as a pastor, you know, the only thing I could tell people uh, is, you know, yeah, I try as a pastor, I try to be my best, uh, uh, the best student on the word. You know, I study. Uh, you know, I went to seminary. It pay, it, hopefully, it's paying off. You know, I, I've studied the languages, uh, and I'm not, you know, just in an amateur way. You know, I actually had uh, my one thing I love about. Uh, my my training in in uh, particularly in Greek uh, when I was in seminary is the instructor who taught me. Uh, although he was uh, he was African, 
uh, but one of his primary languages in his country, his uh, the country, uh, was uh, one. Uh, it was Greek. Uh, I think they had English. English was a secondary language. He had his tribal language. Uh, French was uh, the more dominant language in his his region. So a great deal of his countrymen spoke French and their tribal language. But a great deal of them also spoke Greek, and he was just one of the ones who had, um, uh, they spoke Greek. And it was a great thing. I mean, he taught me good, you know, he made sure I understood it. So when it comes to that, and I had an excellent uh, Hebrew teacher also, you know, he you know, he was a white pastor, and, you know, trained, and, 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 you know, he taught as well also. So I, I have a firm grip on languages when it comes to uh, Scripture. And uh, understanding the customs and the times and manners of those days. Uh, so, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to say is basically is, you know, you have to learn that. Don't rely on your pastor. Don't rely on uh, some radio's teacher or anyone like that because they will make mistakes. And nine times out of ten, when we as uh, preachers and teachers, when we make mistakes, we rarely admit to them. I, I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I'm learning to do that more often. If I say something, I, I'll, I'll come back and say, okay, what I said was wrong, or I gave you the wrong scripture, or I misapplied uh, scripture. Uh, you know, I, I did not use scripture in the proper manner to reflect this opinion or to back up my statement. You understand? To support my statement. So that's that's it. I'm, I'm going to take a quick break, and we, when we come back, we'll have a little bit more discussion on some more news break uh, news stories. And um, we'll be joined later by Mr. Solution, a.k.a. Richard. He'll be sharing his uh, seven principles with us. And um, everything goes well, man. We'll have a, a wonderful, wonderful show. So, uh, hey. Don't tune us out. Just stay tuned because we got a lot. We're hoping you uh, call in. Call us in. Call in the number uh, 917-388-4293. Get in the chat room. Just whatever you do, we want to hear from you. All right? We'll be back right after this. Someone with goals who is inspired to do more with their life. Not just hanging out and partying all the time. It's kind of tiresome looking for that perfect match. Tall, dark, and handsome. Hello? Being in college, it's tough to find that special someone who you can open up to and build a relationship with. Hello? You can't open up to just anybody. This is Lorenzo Neal. There are times you feel like you are alone in this world with no one or nothing. But then there are times when you feel like you have everything you've always asked for. Yeah, I try, but I don't have the touch phone number. My, my touch phone number. Hey, folks, if you're like me, you got a lot of stuff on your computer. I'm always writing papers, and saving them is important to me. But about a month ago, my computer crashed on me, and I almost started to panic, but I didn't. I had everything backed up on the jump, but I also had Carbonite online. Since 2006, 
Carbonite has backed up over 80 billion files. 80 billion files. So that means you don't have to shuffle through your stacks of CDs or jump drives or whatever else. Carbonite Online uses the same encryption software that's used in online banking transaction and e-commerce. So you can be assured that your files are safe. As a matter of fact, it's so safe, it's kept in a storage, and if you lose it, you can get it right back because they, re they provide fast, simple, and easy file recovery straight back to your computer right where it was. And you can do it in a few simple steps. You can try Carbonite online for free for the next 15 days by visiting their website, www.carbonite.com. I'm telling you, I use it, I love it, and I'm sure you're going to love it too. Give them a try. Carbonite.com, an easy way to back up all your important files that you want to keep safe. May I help you? Yes. Uh, I hear Progressive has lots of discounts on car insurance. Can I get in on that? Are you a safe driver? Yes. Discount. Do you own a home? Yes. Discount. Are you going to buy online? Yes. Discount. <laughs> Isn't getting discounts great? Yes. There's no discount for agreeing with me. Yeah, I got carried away. It happens to me all the time. Helping you save money. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. Oh, baby, check this out. Hey, come on. You want a little tippy? You want a Dorito? I know, I'm weak. I'm going to get a Dorito. Babe, don't hurt my dog.
Hello, welcome back to Zero Every Day with Pastor Lorenzo Deal. I am still here. <laughs> I have so much fun in the chat room. Uh, apparently, you can hear my conversation. <laughs> I'm going low tech today, guys. Y'all got to bear with me. I'm trying my best here. Uh, making some adaption stuff. I got a little Barry White to help me out a little bit today. <laughs> Alrighty then. There's a lot going on, a lot more going on. I want to get a couple of things here. And um, so, uh, let's get to one news story we got going on right here. So, I'm going to let this play out. I'd like this little part right here. There. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in the news. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But um, uh, this one thing that really got me, um, and I, I like to hear your, your opinions about this. Uh, this past weekend, um, Dr. Cornell West, um, who is a renowned academic and uh, teacher and professor and uh, prognosticator. Um, had some what what some could be what can be considered as some harsh words toward uh, President uh, Obama, and as a matter of fact, basically I'm gonna go out flat out say it. He questioned whether he was black or not. Now, if you were uh, you know going back to uh, the 2008 election season, uh, this question has always been around. This question is uh, the question of. Uh, Obama's authentic blackness has been around, you know. Uh, <laughs> so many people questioned it. Sharpton questioned it. Reverend Jackson questioned it. And um, uh, now uh, Dr. Uh, West is questioning it. And, and within to defend him, his his, his statements pretty much are is this: Obama has a, a, a heritage that is. Not uh, one of disenfranchisement as most of ours. Uh, it's more esteemed and privileged. Now, you probably wonder, well, what do you mean? His dad was from Africa. Yes, his father was from Africa. His father was a Ph.D. You know, his father has had an earned doctorate. Uh, his mother, although not from an affluent family, uh, did manage to uh, uh, have an upper middle class uh lifestyle you know uh she was able to live in Hawaii she was able to live in Indonesia and send him to private schools okay he didn't go to a public school in in Hawaii or Indonesia where he lived he both he went to private schools never a public school the other thing is uh, uh you got to think again uh his training his academic background is one of prestige um yeah think about it Harvard Law School and Columbia. Those aren't your. Uh, those aren't state colleges like what I went to. You know, I went to a land grant institution, your, your University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. That's a state college. You know, uh, most of you probably, you know, especially and, and it's an HBCU. You know, uh, so yeah, the identity is what he's saying, and, and he's also saying that. Uh, when confronted or when engaging uh, Africans, black Americans, in particular black men who are more liberated in their thinking, behavior, and relations with each other, 
he comes across as being intimidated, and you can see this in his relation with the uh, his relationship with the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. I mean, in almost three years of a term, you know, uh, over two years of a term, you know, uh, he was on he's only had them, you know, together. He's only been together with them on on, on several occasions. And although he was a member as a senator, he his participation was uh, few and in between, disengaged. With his own people is what they're saying, and um, uh, the article basically said that um, that uh, Obama is more comfortable. He's more comfortable with um, whites, Jews, affluent people, uh, and 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 uh, you can see it in this legislation also. Because think about it, uh, when they were talking about the the tax uh, tax cuts. The division between what he proposed and what is actualized was very sharp. Uh, His proposal of, uh, you know, who he called wealthy persons who make $250,000 or more, he called them wealthy. Now, in reality, that's not, you know, that's not true, uh, you know, because... Well, in, 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 in the case of most Americans, even those who make uh, hundred thousand to five hundred thousand, the reality is that they are living paycheck to paycheck, just like most of us. Uh, they just have uh, a little bit more incentives and pay, uh, you know a little, little bit more uh, comfort, you know, uh, a little bit more um, stacked up, saved up. You know, it may be in investments, uh, their home. You know, think about it. You can, you know, now you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year and live in a three hundred thousand dollar house, because uh, basically that's what they start at now. You know, uh, and so there's this great, there's this great gap, disparity that uh, Mr. West, uh, Dr. West, addressed, and a lot of black folk. Uh, this is what he said. In particular, this is what he said. He's Obama is the black uh, mascot, and uh, he's a black mascot and a black pop, black puppet. Now, what you know, you can inter- interpret that in different ways, but uh, this is the reality. You know, he is for most pe- most folk, you know, a black mascot. You know, we, you know, I, I haven't gone to any many places. Uh, Black residences or black businesses or black churches that don't have some type of image of Obama in their, you know, in their facility. You know, uh, the house now you have the King X and Obama. So Obama replaced John Kennedy. You know, it used to be Malcolm, Martin, and Kennedy. Now it's Malcolm, Martin, and Obama or Barack. You know, it, 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 that. That's just the way it is. I I, I want to hear what you got to say. So call in nine one seven three eight eight four two nine three. Call in. I want to hear your insight in the chat line. You know, drop your opinion. This is just me. Now, do you think he's a black mascot? Is he a black mascot? Uh, you know, by mascot, I'm not talking about you know, in a in the derogatory way. And I'm sure Dr. West was not saying that in a derogatory way, also. But uh, you know, right now he's the represent. He's the face of black people. To to those who are not of our race or our culture, uh, they are defining their identity of us by him. You know, and you know they're negating the the fact that he's biracial, um, and they're saying that. And, and it's an interesting thing because when you go back historically, 
historically, uh, you know, if you had even one-eighth blood, <laughs> black blood in you, you were considered fully black. Uh, I, you know, uh, I think about Harold Plessy in the case of Plessy versus Ferguson, you know, Plessy versus uh, Plessy Ferguson. Uh, how, oh, y'all know what I mean? Plessy versus uh, Ferguson, the Supreme Court ruling that led into the um, separate but, but equal thing, uh, Jim Crow laws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, uh, the 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 man who w- brought that case, who who was the face of this case, uh, Plessy was actually so fair skinned that he was more white looking than black looking. But just because, you know, he had at least an eighth of a blood, black blood in him, he was considered fully black, you know. Uh, so uh, those are just some things to think about. I, I want to hear your opinion about that. And, um, you know, th- and secondly, do you think he's a, a black puppet? Are people using him for a more uh, insidious agenda? Uh, Obama was the most liberal senator in the United States Senate. And uh, when you look into his black, his background, and those who he were, who he uh, affiliated himself with that were not black, and I'm not talking about Reverend Wright and all those, but uh, like Ayers and others, um, uh, uh, Rahm Emanuel, th- those guys, these uh, guys are seriously liberal, and you know uh, have uh, those leanings, and uh, those are the ones that he came, you know, that he associates with, and. Do you believe that they have a greater influence on him than the black community? And if you look at what he's done so far, uh, you know, well, not so far, but you look at the fact that he's seriously trying to appeal to the African-American community uh, for re-election in 2012. All that plays a factor into that. So I, I just want to get your opinion on that. Uh, let me know. I, I want to know what you think about that. Uh, was Dr. West wrong in doing that? What, was his words wrong? Uh, do you think that uh, uh, I, I'm not going to ever question his uh, whether he's black or not? But but by you know what that has to ask the question you know what does it mean by being black? <laughs> you know what does being black entail? You know how do, how do you know whether one is black? Does it mean that um, he ain't hood? Uh, or does it mean that um, he, he he just has no idea about what um, is should be going on in the black community, uh, you know, uh, or what is going on in the black? Is he not touched with the infirmity of the ghetto? Uh, is he disengaged? You know, things of that nature, and, and you know, some of you might not think so. A lot of folks that I talk to will defend him and all of that, uh, but I just want to know the truth. Um, what do you think? About that, and uh, so give me a call about that. Nine one seven three eight eight four two nine three. Join it in the chat line here, and, and um, I'm waiting for my friend to get on the line here, and um, so we can go into the second 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 segment. Um, uh, oh, good point. Somebody brought up the fact about. Uh, uh, Dr. West and Obama pre-election, and uh, we're going to talk about that real quick. Uh, right after we come back from this break, we're going to talk about that. And uh, boy, I tell you, I am lost today. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord, y'all say a prayer for me. I was lost. I need help right about now. So we're going to take a break, and hopefully when I come back from this break, maybe my head will be on, screwed on right, and I'll, I'll be able to have a little bit more to say. <laughs> All right, we'll be back right after this. dramatic stains easily and effectively, which is great because life is full of Uncle Joe's. Sooner or later, you'll need resolve. Here's a two-minute meditation from Pastor Lorenzo Neal. The book of Daniel, the first chapter, talks about four heroic young Hebrew boys who lived during a time of captivity, yet remained faithful to the God of their ancestors and themselves. Daniel, Azariah, Meshiel, and Hananiah, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were all children like myself when they began serving God, even though they began serving God while in captivity. They were young men who had high intellect, a stable spiritual life, and good physical appearances. Serving God paid off for them. Not only did they obtain favor from God, but they also obtained favor from men. But they proved themselves faithful to God in spite of very difficult situations. Of course, you can recall the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refusing to bow down to the image presented before them. Yet, when they were tossed into a fiery furnace, even the king himself worried about them. And when he went to find them, not only did he find them well, but he also found the Son of Man. And also, when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, the king also worried. But we found that God protected him, and he was delivered from the lion. God wants you to be faithful to Him. Why? Because He's faithful to you. There's nothing you can do, really. The only thing you can really do is serve Him in the newness of life. The psalmist put it this way. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you shall dwell in the land, and verily you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. 
Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Beloved, the key is to be faithful. If you're faithful over a few things, God will make you ruler over many. Over 3 million kids and young adults have type 1 diabetes, including our son Walker. Ray and I want you to know the warning signs of diabetes so you can take action. Extreme thirst, frequent urination, drowsiness, increased appetite, sudden weight loss, and changes in vision. We're hoping to find a cure for Walker. The Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is a leading charitable funder and advocate of type 1 diabetes research. To be part of the cure, visit www.jdrf.org or call 800-223-1138. When mucus settles into a child's chest, the congestion isn't much fun. This is going to be so cool. Junior! Huh? This is great! Like father, like son. New Mucinex Mini Melts. The quick-melting, great-tasting way to break up mucus that causes kids' congestion. Uh-oh. Whoa! Our chest getting started! Feeling better? Uh-huh. New Mucinex Mini Melts. Need a painter? Mucinex in. Mu- All right, welcome back to Zero of the Day with Pastor Neil. I'm your host, Pastor Neil. Look, we got some good topics, good discussion going on in the chat room. Want you to be a part of it? Log on to BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Zero Today. Join in the chat, click join the chat, and get your opinion in. Send me an email, PastorLorenzoNeil at gmail.com, or you can do one step better. Call 917-388-4293 and get on the air. Now, a lot of the stuff that's being said on the chat room, I want to hear some people call it. I, you know, I want to hear it on the air. So call. Get your get your, get your noise on. Get your noise on, because I'm about to say it. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back. All right. Now, we've been talking about uh, uh, Dr. Cornell West. He made a little discussion. Uh, he, he made some comments this weekend uh, regarding uh, President Obama and questioned his blackness or the authenticity of his blackness. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I've always wondered that, you know, what makes a person black? Because, uh, uh, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, we down here in, in the South, uh, more rather more in the deep South, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and Georgia, South and North Carolina, Texas, Arkansas, uh, Tennessee. Uh, we are in the deep South. Uh, uh, in particular, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia, we are in the deep South. And the blackness that is expressed uh, in the Deep South contradicts the blackness that is expressed, or the little, the more liberal blackness that is expressed in the, the Northeast, in places like Baltimore, or DC, or New York, for that matter, and uh, definitely contrasts the blackness that is expressed on the West Coast, you know, Cali. Uh, uh, and the lower parts of you know the different south, you know, North Carolina, uh, North Carol- North California, and Southern Cali, and, and, and then what about the Midwest? You know we got folks there too. We got some black folk in Kansas and <laughs> in Montana, Idaho, Iowa, in those areas, and, and blackness is different. But why why do you think Dr. West 
says these things. He he called Obama a black puppet and a black mascot. And uh, one person in the chat room uh, brought out the point that, you know, uh, blacks aren't the same. Raised differently doesn't mean that, you know, you can question the blackness. And, you know, I have to understand, I can't disagree with that because uh, I'm finding difference just moving from one state to another. <laughs> from Arkansas is different. Louisiana is different. And, and I, I'm talking from the perspective of an African-American growing up in the Deep South. You know, I visited the North, but I ain't lived in the North. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Nor was I raised in the North. And, you, you know, a lot of people forget, you know, the migration of the 40s, 50s, and the 60s as the black folk left down here. They left from the South. And they went up to the north, and everybody, and everybody and their mama got somebody down here from the south. <laughs> you talk to them. I, I know I'm getting a little bit off topic, but, but you know that's just real. I mean, uh, should he have questioned the blackness? Now, here's the interesting thing about uh, Dr. West. Dr. West was one of the biggest foot stompers, tub bumpers for Obama. In the first, in 2007, 2008, he did at least 70, 65, 70 appearances for him. And he he went on record with Tavis Smiley and others. He went on record. He went on record, he said, that he's going to support Obama 100%. And when he gets elected, he's going to do the exact same thing, but he's also going to become one of his biggest critics. And that's important. You know, at least he, uh, he, you know, he ain't two-faced with it. You know, a lot of us black folk are talking about Obama uh, behind his back. I guess you can say, you know, one way, one of uh, one way they're saying that he's this, and uh, behind his back they're saying he's not. You know, he's not that, and this, blah, whatever it may be. Uh, and y'all, you know, what's funny? Remember, uh, there was an interview Jesse Jackson was getting. I wish I could have uh, uploaded that. Um, I can't recall who was giving the end. It was either CNN or uh, it was it's a major news outlet that he was giving an interview, and uh, he thought the camera was off and the mic was off, and he was engaged, you know, he was having a dialogue with uh, another the co uh, guest, and he spoke very ill of President Obama, you know, and, and of course that played for a while on the news. I don't know what kind of effect it had on uh, President Obama, but uh, uh, apparently Jesse was repentant enough that he, uh, you know, he backed him. He backed Obama and supported him and, you know, apologized and got on about his business. But uh, 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 Dr. West has been a, a firm supporter, but I guess you can say that he was, he is a voice of consciousness uh, for an elitist Minded president, and you know, I, I say that with all sincerity. I, I honestly, you know, being conservative, being a conservative, uh, I, I have come to discover that the, those who are have an elitist uh, ideologue are the ones who create the uh, the more uh, constraining and uh, bondage situations and circumstances for. Uh, the the least of us, the least of those, um, and and I'm speaking on both sides uh, in all parties, Republican and Democratic. They uh, they have this elitist group. They they donate millions of dollars, you know, to these uh, political 
organizations and their political action committees and all of that. And, you know, they propose and put into law legislation that puts people more into more bondage and dependency of the government than liberating, liberates them and causing them to be independent. Uh, you know, think about welfare. Think about, uh, uh, in some cases, Medicaid, Medicare, and, and now uh, the Health Reform Act. And in so many ways, this is placing people in a position to become more dependent and less self-reliant. And, uh, you know, I'm all about self-reliance and liberation for any and any any race, any culture, any ethnic group. And I don't think the government should be interfering in our lives too much. There's some things that they have to govern and, and manage and, you know, they do that. But, it, you know, some of the stuff they do is just, you know, it, it puts more people in bondage than necessary. And although it is meant with sincerity, what we have discovered is that it really doesn't help any. So I, I want to hear your point, hear your insight. You know, I don't, I don't mind being told off. I don't mind being saying I'm wrong. <laughs> it ain't hurting me one bit. I appreciate it. Uh, but I, I, you got to think about it, though. Really, honestly, you have to think about it. You have to think about uh, the reality of what we. What's going on with this with president? You know, uh, is his non-blackness affecting his presidency? And if it is affecting his presidency, how? Uh, yeah. I just want to hear it. Don't be scared to tell me. Oh, okay. I just lost some. Okay, just got a text uh, message. So, I, uh, from my guest, he had something to come on. So, oh boy, we're gonna have to reschedule this show. Uh, well, we're gonna reschedule uh, Mr. Solution. <laughs> we're gonna have to reschedule Mr. Solution for another time uh, because of something that has come up. Yeah, it's always good to have a backup plan, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So. Sorry if I disappointed those of you who are looking forward to talking about relationships. <laughs> I love sex and marriage. Uh, but, hey, we can still talk about that. I want to get your insight and opinion about that um, in particular. Um, uh, what was we? I don't want to jump the gun here. I got to kind of reorganize myself, get myself back together, you know. <laughs> so uh, let me take a quick break, another quick break, and um, we're going to try to get a little bit more uh, about this discussion. If you have something else you want to talk about, uh, if you're in the chat room, join the chat room, send it out. I want to hear it, but I'm going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about love, sex, and dating. And marriage, and I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, I ain't the best one to talk about it, so I'm gonna hit it and then get on on it. <laughs> I don't even know if that made any sense, but hey, uh, we will uh, try to do as much as we can to uh, get it together. And when we come back. That's what we'll do. We'll be back.
you found your car insurance. Yeah, but wow, it looks like you guys have everything. We sure do. We help millions of people save. Look, we're number one in motorcycle insurance, a leader in boat and RV, and... Oh, wait, let me guess. You're the number one truck insurer. Wow, first guess. Nailed it. Oh, you're psychic. What am I thinking of right now? Tacos. Helping you save money no matter what you drive. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. Uncle Joe and the beige carpet. Sooner or later... You'll need Resolve. Carpet Cleaner. It gets rid of the most dramatic stains easily and effectively, which is great because life is full of Uncle Joe's. Sooner or later, you'll need Resolve. Hello, I'm a Christ follower. And I'm a Christian. What you got there? Oh, just catching up on some reading. <laughs> got some rule books, ethics manuals, and uh, a morality play or two just for good measure. It's a lot of reading. Yeah, and right on top, I've got my trusty sword. <laughs> King James Version. Neatly packaged inside this leather bag. I like the handles. Oh, they're handy. <laughs> Do you want to see my bumper sticker collection? Sure. I uh, ran out of room on my car. Wow. Uh, those are clever. Thanks. So what do you wear to display your Christianity? Well, nothing, I guess. I don't know. I, I just try to follow Christ in the way I live my life. I don't feel like I have to wear my heart on my sleeve, as it were. Yeah, I have to wear my heart on my sleeve, as it were. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Cut it out. Cut it out. I'm a big dork. I'm a big dork. Oh. want to meet someone different, you know, someone with goals who is inspired to do more with their life, not just hanging out and partying all the time. It's kind of tiresome looking for that perfect match, tall, dark, and handsome. Being in college, it's tough to find that special someone who open up to and build a relationship with. You can't open up to just anybody. There are times you feel like you are alone in this world with no one or nothing. But then there are times when you feel like you have everything you've always asked for. Friends, Father's Day is coming up quick. It's going to be here sooner than we think. And if you think you got your father the best gift, you need to consider something else. How about looking into 1-800-Flowers? Yeah, I know most dads don't get flowers from their kids for Father's Day, but you actually should consider being different. Uh, you know, why give your father some flowers? Oh, give your father some flowers different. You know, saying, hey, Dad, I love you a little bit more than... Uh, than just getting you a tie, you know. <laughs> 
whatever you do, I, I think you ought to consider getting flowers for your dad this year. Uh, matter of fact, don't just consider flowers. They have a whole a range of gifts that you can get just for your dad to say, Dad, I love you. Dad, I think about you. Dad, I'm concerned, whatever it may be. Hey, so go visit their site today, and you will find all the kind of things that they have. And, and you might even get you a little discount if you mention that you heard it here on Zero Today. Uh, hey, think about that. Oh, baby, check this out. Hey, come on. You want to live to this? You want to get a I know, I'm weak. Ducky quack quack. That was Barry White. Sweet decision. <laughs> I, I I was grooving. I kind of got lost there, grooving and swaying to the beat. Uh, anyway, welcome back to Zero Today, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I'm your host, and we appreciate you for listening. And uh, again, I do have to apologize. The guests I had planned had to uh, had some um, prior. Uh, some pending uh, thing that came up that he had to take care of. So we're going to reschedule uh, Mr. Solution. Uh, he'll come back and he'll talk about his seven principles to uh, love, sex, and dating. Uh, so we're going to let you know. We'll update you and we'll, we'll be able to do that. Probably be uh, June 6th, more than likely. So just, you know, keep us posted. But anyway, we, we've been having a good discussion. I've been having some good rambling going on, <laughs> good rambling uh, with Dr. West's comments uh, regarding President uh, Obama, and, and uh, hey, if you want to, you want to talk a little bit about uh, 
relationship. That's fine. We can get into that. I'm not the best one to talk about that. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> I'm the probably the last person to even discuss it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just rambling for right now. But uh, hey, if you want to ramble, ramble on with me, join along. Uh, call nine one seven three eight eight four two nine three. Get us in the chat room. Just go into blogtalkradio.com slash zero today. Or hit me up on my, uh, on my email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. Uh, so I just, you know, want to hear hear from you what you got to say. And also, uh, when you listen, uh, do me an honor by following uh, the program when you come to my uh, the, uh, the radio show's homepage. Click follow. Also go to my blog. Uh, com and uh, subscribe to the blog. We uh, update that regularly as often as we can. And we do some good writings, and we have a lot of other people writing. Uh, we'll hopefully expand that. So uh, those are some good things that you could do to support me, and I really do appreciate everything that you do uh, to support me. So uh, if you're listening, and again, if you miss a live show. If you miss a live show, you can always go to uh, the website and catch an archive show. Uh, you can go to the iTunes store and you can catch a podcast, download a podcast of the show. Any show all the way back to uh, June of 2010 it's accessible to you and you can listen and see how far we've come. We've come this far by faith. <laughs> and it's hard to believe uh, that in June of this year will be a whole year. Next month will be a year that we've been doing this show. Uh, uh, you know, and I tell you, I'm surprised. <laughs> I am so surprised myself. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so uh, uh, let's see how where we're going to go here. Uh, where we're going to go. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So presidential race is still going on, heating up um, on both sides. Uh, uh, this weekend, officially, Herman Cain officially announced that he has entered the presidential race, the race for president of the United States to uh, secure the nomination, the Republican nomination, uh, in 2012 to run against President Obama. And this would be an interesting thing to me. It would be interesting to see two black men running against each other for president of the United States. I think that would be awesome to have two black men Two black men running against each other for president of the United States. I, I mean, I, that would be phenomenal. I, I, I would, I can only imagine how the white folk will, will respond to that. You know, I, I, Hispanics. Yeah, I, you know, it, <laughs> I can only imagine. You know, uh, who would get more support? Uh, would the Republicans really back Herman Cain if he secured the Republican Party nomination? Would would he would they really support him? I mean, how kind you know what kind of thing would they do? Now I, you know uh, I'm a registered Republican. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be a registered Republican, but for right now I'm a registered Republican. And it's interesting, you know, the dichotomy that uh, we're seeing uh, in the leadership of the party right now. Because honestly, none of them. None of them, not one, not nam one, nam one, would get a vote from me. None of them, because they they're too disenfranchised from the people, 
and they're disenfranchised from the party uh, or or the roots of the party or and the base you know and the principles of the party and you know they're they're trying to keep inciting people like Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman to run and, and you know yeah, that would be interesting you know you have a white female a white woman a conservative Republican white woman running against Obama. Now, we saw how that panned out in the 2008 uh, primary series with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, and, and we saw what happened. You know, we saw where there were people who, blacks, who were staunchly divided, staunch and uh, supporters of Hillary Clinton denouncing Obama, uh, and those staunch the supporters of Obama uh, criticizing uh, Hillary Clinton for some of the things that she, uh, or some of the ways that she was um, engaging and debating uh, President Obama. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I found that very, very interesting. That whole series of uh, Democratic primaries, I found it very interesting. I, you know, it, it was, it was just something. Uh, but you know. It is what it is. I want to get your opinion. What do you think? How do you think the country would be? How do you think it would be if we had two black men running against each other for president of the United States, representing two different parties, conservative and liberal, Democrat and Republican? I want to hear your insight, your, uh, what you got to say about that. Uh, so give me a call. Uh, uh, you got some more comments about uh, uh, Cornell West? I, I want to hear that, too. Uh, you got some insight or anything about uh, relationships? I want to hear that too. Whatever you got, I want to hear it. And uh, so, uh, just let me know. But anyway, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, uh, I think Herman Cain has a very good chance of uh, doing the Republican primary. And I'm gonna tell you why. One, uh, aside from his business acumen. Uh, he's displayed uh, great leadership skills in several corporations that he's been involved with, you know. Um, and and, and uh, some folk, I, I already see it coming. Uh, those who are going to attack him are going to say that he's a, you know, Wall Street, Wall Street, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know how that is. That's just the way things are. Uh, but uh, uh, when when I listen to his his speech on Saturday. I listened to his speech, and I'm telling you, it ignited a fire. I, it ignited a fire. And when I say it ignited a fire, this man, I, I felt like I you know, kind of ready to preach. <laughs> and, and because the, what he said was true. The people are in, they're not looking for a status quo. Uh, Obama promised change, and we see it, we're seeing change. It's just not the change that he promised or that he sold to the people. And you know, uh, to my friend Rhonda, I love you in advance. <laughs> I know you're gonna not you're not gonna like me for what I'm about to say. All my good liberal friends and Obama supporters, I already know y'all gonna hate me for what I'm saying. But I, I'm I'm dare not gonna call him a liar because he he's not a liar. But what I am going to say is he is Obama. President Obama is a politician, and a damn good one at that. Because when he ran, he ran, he campaigned hard. He I mean he spoke the rhetoric that he knew the people needed to hear, wanted to hear, and was hoping to hear. Uh, and that's a good thing. I commend him from that because he said it. He's an excellent. I mean, that the guy, when it comes to the the gift of or oration, he has it by far. He has mastered it. Uh, 
and he's one of the most brilliant and dynamic speakers that I've ever heard. But talking is one thing, and from a preacher, I can tell you, talking is one thing, but uh, uh, praxis is another. And I know he has come to discover that being a, being president is more difficult than what he promised. And and some people are being, you know, some people are kind of upset. Some are not. But hey, that's the way it is. I got a caller on the line. Uh, uh, get this caller here. Hello. 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 Can you Good hear afternoon. me? Yep. Got you online. Go ahead and say what you got to say. Well, then, you know, you talk about Obama, you know I had to call. <laughs> I'll go ahead. But, see, I really think he got, it's going to take time. Like he said, he did say when he got in office and found out that everything that was going on, he said it's going to take some time. Now, he has made some changes. It's not those big changes that he was promising, but it's some changes. And that's what people was looking for, just a little change, a little hope. You see why I'm getting that? A little hope. Just a little hope. Just to see that light. You can probably we probably see that little light, but at the end, hey, we're gonna see a lot of change. And I believe if he gets four more years, we're gonna see a lot of change in him. Okay, what kind of changes do you think you're gonna see? First of all, I wish we'll see these gas changes immediately. I mean, he (laughs) didn't be. Hey, uh, we all. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, um, you see Osama bin Laden, he really, he went and got it. And then he made Bush look bad because, hey, for this man been been in one place for six years, two years that Bush was in office. And they was trying, and he said, I'm trying to find him, I'm trying to find him. He was in the same place. He wasn't hiding in the cave like they said he was. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I, you got to give them props on that one. Got to give them props on that one. And I'm just uh, going, yes, you have to give them props because he went in there and he executed. It might have been uh, executed it the way he thought was best to execute it because uh, this man was planning to kill uh, uh, millions of more people uh, at these trains in little towns and stuff. And, I mean, I feel a little bit more safe knowing that Osama bin Laden is dead than him being alive and not plotting something else, even though it probably he got a successor, but he's, he can't plan nothing that big because security is up, and they got all of Osama bin Laden things. Now they got to find something new, and they probably won't find anything new. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I I I I I understand what you're saying, and and to uh, to to his distract to but no, no, I can't talk <laughs> to his detractors. I I, I have to say, uh, especially those uh, in, in, on the other side of the aisle, you know, the Republicans who are trying to in in so many ways trying to find anything they can to destroy him and make the his presidency uh, fail. Uh, they have to stop and just say, hey, he did what he did. He got uh, uh, enemy number one. <laughs> he yes. got the most wanted one, and he he, he acted as commander in chief, even though you know you know he never had that experience. So, but hey, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Yes, it is. And like you got, uh, he did did a lot of correction because a lot of things. If you look at presidents in the past, okay, you got Bush, W. Bush. I'm not talking about Daddy Bush. I'm talking about W. Bush. Look at all the stuff he done done. 
He wouldn't even go in New Orleans. He wouldn't even dare go. He sent his daddy and Bill Clinton down to New Orleans when he should have been the one to go. Now, when that stuff happened in Alabama, who came? Obama. He came himself and observe the damage and everything on which went down with the tornadoes. The Hurricane Katrina came. I think it took, I don't, did Bush ever go down? Did W. Bush, did, uh, I follow him, son Bush ever go down there? Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead. I said, did he ever go down there? Bush ever go down there? Yeah. He went down there eventually, but it was long. He sent everybody else but himself, but he still did not send relief. He was like, okay, this happened. I'm just coming down here just to, just for PR, public relations, and that's it. I mean, come on. And then also, hey, we ain't going to mention, I still think to this day it should be a little more investigation. And he cheated his way into the presidency, so hey. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. And then they're yeah. going to talk about why Jeb Bush shouldn't, why Jeb Bush should run. Jeb Bush wouldn't run. He got more sense than his brother. <laughs> I give you credit on that one. He does have more sense, and hey, you know, uh, he, he probably wouldn't. Have, he probably would have done the same thing his brother did. And I, I'm, I'd be afraid to kind of imagine how that would have been. But the end is, like I said, you cannot change something overnight that's been done for uh, over an eight-year period. You cannot. It's going to take time. That's all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm completely agree with you. I, I, uh, it does take time. And uh, our biggest, one of our biggest problems that we're having that. Uh, could be a change is is dealing with uh, our deficit, our spending, and um, some of the, a lot of the these uh, programs that we have. Uh, like I stated earlier, you know, there are a lot of programs that are well intended and well funded are doing more detriment to uh, our communities, and particularly uh, low poverty, high risk uh, communities. You know, what we call the hood, uh, and in regards to education and all of these things, uh, though well intended, and you know, you have these people who are determined for some reason to keep power on both sides and both parties. You know, keeping power and keeping people in bondage. If he can step up and be himself, and, and I think uh, I've said this publicly before, and I'll say it again. I think right for for some time that he was trying, uh, he was trying to be what someone else thought he should be. As president, uh, from observation, uh, Obama is a very pragmatic person. Uh, uh, he's a pragmatic leader, and you can tell he thinks before he acts, unlike Bush. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Bush really thought too much before acting and taking us into Iraq. And, and, and you know, and that's me. I said that. And, uh, you know, initially, like most people, you know, we supported his actions, but we've seen where he's gotten us. But. Uh, I I can't say that he does. Uh, President Obama does a lot of reflection uh, before he acts, and into some ways it works to his advantage. But on a political scene, it has really, really tarnished his true leadership abilities. And you know, we have yet to really see how he is as a as an authentic leader, uh, because you know it, it's been inhibited by the. the 
the distractions from the parties, both sides. You know, uh, the Democrats are put a, presenting one distraction to him, and the Republicans, well, you know, you watch it on news, they always got something. So, yes, uh, well, yes, yeah, like Donald Trump trying to find his birth certificate. Now he talking about he trying to go back and see what's up uh, up at Harvard. Do he truly have a degree at Harvard? Yes, yes. Donald Trump. Again. Donald Trump. What he trying to do? Go back, do a background check on Obama. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, 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 well, that along with the Bertha issue was uh, was has was been was that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. There's a pastor in New York, uh, in Harlem, New York, uh, David Manning, who <laughs> held a trial against Obama, saying that the CIA, the CIA and Obama, <laughs> the CIA is Obama's a CIA plant, basically. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, all my listeners go on there uh, and go on YouTube, do a YouTube search for Pastor David Manning, uh, 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 New York. Harlem, New York, I think it's Atla, A-T-L-A-H, and you see some of the craziest stuff. He called him Daddy Long Legs. That's what he called Obama. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> Courtney in the chat room said uh, that the two parties work together to benefit the common man. The country will benefit as well. Courtney, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and here's the here's the problem with that, and I'm going to tell you why uh, that may not happen. Both parties. The power behind both parties are the ruling elite. They are the wealthiest of the wealthy. They are the uh, the pushers behind the, the pushers. They are the movers behind the movers. And they, they're not going to work. This, the political parties, they drive off division. Uh, the reason we can't work together is because... Uh, uh, the powers that really be don't want us to. They understand that they can keep us divided. A house divided cannot stand. A country divided cannot stand. You notice how small, uh, if, if you pay attention, the country comes together for a week, and the next thing, you know, the next week, uh, for example, after the natural disaster, let, let, uh, when uh, in, what earlier this year the shootings down in uh, Arizona, we saw the country come together. Uh, we saw everybody put aside their political uh, ideologies to mourn the loss of uh, these, especially the, the little girl who was killed, uh, to mourn the loss of those people who were there to uh, participate in our government, you know, the way, you know, and provide insight. And to the the, the Congresswoman Giffords, uh, who, who is, thank God, is recovering, but, you know, to see all of that, our country came together. We saw, see what happened after 9/11. Country came together after Katrina. Country came together after, even even after Haiti's earthquake. Country came together, but it was so short-sighted, short-lived. You know, uh, a month later, we're back to business and as usual because that's the way it has been established. And what makes it worse is. The media is a great contributor to this, and most of us, you know, we watch the media. We listen to the media. By the media, I mean, you know, you listen to ABC, NBC, MSNBC, uh, Fox News, all that. They, they, they all say the same stuff with one exception. Fox just happens to put a bigger, bigger, more extreme left-right-wing 
uh, twist to it in most cases. Uh, you got anything? I'm sorry, Carla. I, I, I didn't mean to rant that that much <laughs> that long. Oh, I'm you, just you listening have anything else to you. No, I don't. I'm just sitting up here enjoying your show. You have some great views and great topics. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. And and, and I'll be. Uh, I'm gonna send you an email. I, I uh, you. Uh, this, we have an author on, and uh, those of you who are uh, interested in writing, um, I, I, I Zero Publishing Company, uh, the publishing company that I had. It's the book. It's the company that I use to publish uh, my book, A Breach in the Family. And uh, if, if if you have any kind of ideas that you want to get down to writing, you know, see on paper, see in print, uh, I, you know, I, I want to make a re- recommendation to you. Hit us up, zeropublishing.webs.com, zero and you can get the information on uh, how to get you done with consulting and manuscript development, all of that stuff. And this person on the line is one of those that uh looking to help. So, uh, hey, that's my plug. <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, wrap up the discussion, uh, wrap up the show for the day. So, hey, you know, keep on calling in, you know, get somebody else. Call in, 917-388-4293 in the chat room. Keep it up in the email, whatever, Facebook. We're here, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, Radio Fam, can you imagine a woman desperate enough for a child that she would deceive her own father-in-law into committing incest? How about imagining having husbands so wicked that even God kills them? Can you imagine a prominent family covering up secrets dangerous enough to destroy their wealth and legacy? If this sounds like something ripped from the headlines of the days rich and famous, it isn't. It's the story of Judah and Tamar found in Genesis 38. This biblical story shadows much of what's really happening in today's family. In his book, A Breach in the Family, Pastor Lorenzo Neal uses this biblical story to address many of the issues today's families face. He talks about how much family matters can be detrimental to becoming the kind of family God created. He talks about secrets of the breach that can lead to secret rules and behaviors that go on for generations. Despite it all, God does give a way to repair the breach in the family and leave a lasting legacy that cannot be erased. Order your copy today of A Breach in the Family by Pastor Lorenzo Neal on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and other retail outlets. And for a limited time, 
You can get your copy for a special discounted price by visiting www.zeropublishing.webs.com. Get your copy today and be blessed. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. Sowing seeds of wisdom, power, insight, and liberation. Promoting knowledge that is engaging and transforming. This is Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Hi, may I help you? Yes, uh, I hear Progressive has lots of discounts on car insurance. Can I get in on that? Are you a safe driver? Yes. Discount. Do you own a home? Yes. Discount. Are you going to buy online? Yes. Discount. (laughs) Isn't getting discounts great? Yes. There's no discount for agreeing with me. Yeah, I got carried away. It happens to me all the time. Helping you save money. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. All right, welcome back. The last few minutes of the other day, I want to appreciate, guys. This has been a wonderful show. Uh, I I don't know what to say about it. You know, everything we've been talking about has has been, you know, very entertaining and enlightening for me. <laughs> and I've been the one doing the talking. <laughs> but listen, I I really appreciate it. Uh, again, um, uh, you can always join us. Call the number, 917-388-4293. Get a little bit more time, you know, get a little more time for your comments and insights. Listen, I want to tell you, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, because my birthday is coming up in a couple of days. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Birthday is coming up. I'm looking ready, to, looking forward to celebrating with it. I'm finding I got a lot of twins. And so everybody on the birthdays on May 28th, as a matter of fact, all you Geminis, I, I just want to send a shout-out to you. And enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Now, I'll be spending my birthday among uh, my brothers and sisters of the cloth at a pastor's retreat. But uh, getting my soul refreshed and renewed and enjoying the fellowship of those who co-labor in the gospel with me. But, uh, you know, I just want to say I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm glad that if the Lord allows me to see another year, I will be ready for it, you know. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I, I am really glad that I didn't get caught up on Saturday. Really glad. But I'm really sad because now I gotta keep paying on my student loans. <laughs> ah, Lord have mercy. But listen, I, uh, uh, as I said before, I guess that I planned could not be here, so we'll be rescheduling with him, uh, Mr. Solution, A.K.A. Richard. We'll be scheduling with him, and we'll be talking about his seven seven principles to uh, love, sex, and dating, and the seven results. 
And uh, so that's, that's looking forward to be uh, a great show. So I uh, invite you to tune in again. Uh, of course, next week being Memorial Day, we're asking that we're praying for all of you who are going to be uh, traveling. Gas prices are coming down just a little bit, just enough for you to go somewhere and come back. Uh, so uh, we wish that you would have a very safe and prof- pro- prosperous Memorial Day and reflect on those who gave their lives so that we could enjoy the liberties that we have, what's left of them. Tell somebody you love them today. Tell somebody, tell God you love them today. And uh, going out I heard folks call the karma I know that it is real Cause in the middle of all of the drama No one understands how you feel some folks call this reason, some folks call it fate. Let them say what they say. This one's for the glory. This is for the glory. For all my people in the world living life on a baby. Don't lose the faith, baby. This one's for the glory. This is for the glory of you I see through the trouble Purpose true and clear When it's hot enough to bubble Know I'm coming out of here I will be alright I'll make it through the night I'm not gonna lose my mind This for the glory This is for the glory They problems, how they can't pay their bills Feeling down in their body and they rest ain't sound Popping pills in the morning, keep the DP down How the doctor with the diagnosis gave the family final notice Cause when it's freezing at the coldest, it's for the glory You gotta know it's for the glory, it's for the glory You gotta know it's for the glory, this one's it's for, for the, the glory. glory This is for the glory, Ooh, for the glory. Oh, for yeah. All my people in the world living life on a baby Don't lose the faith, baby This one's for the glory 